All right, cool. This is my second rum shop episode um, here with my boy Ben, a really fantastic real estate agent and a longtime Man U sufferer. <laughs> um, so we're just going to go through some of the ropes about real estate. We're going to talk about Man U, and that'll take us through the episode. Uh, so welcome, Ben. It's good to see you. Thank you, sir. Thank you. I hope your kicking game has gotten a lot better than it was when we last played. What was it, a couple months ago? Uh, when did we play? It must have been we finished in probably october or november like we didn't finish the season yeah that's right <laughs> yeah, yeah like we like we're like dope at the beginning we were like okay we won five in a row and then some more people showed up on the team and we were like well, this isn't working out yeah and we, then were we just kind of stopped we had the we had the macedonia approach to the game we were just yeah, 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 compact yeah, just, defensively yeah, just score one goal again <laughs> we scored one goal and then we just held on to clean sheets yeah man. as a goalkeeper that was killing for me leaving with clean sheets yeah and then like i remember being so jacked like the first few games i was like look at this is sick like you're getting shutouts i'm scoring a couple goals like it's an ideal situation and then i don't know it, just it did not turn into shit. <laughs> that's what happens though with like individual teams it's like we knew each other, but then it was basically just like a bunch of randoms and more randoms came and like uh, nobody really knew what the hell was going on. So Man. at the beginning it was good because it was only like me, you and maybe four other guys. But once everyone started showing up, it just got like messy with chemistry and shit. Yeah, the the wheels started to fall off the rails. I think we had one game where like we lost like 4-2 and we were like, all right, it's like a one off. Like yeah. shit happens, but yeah. we'll get them next week. Yeah. And then the following week, we lost like, like six nil. Destroyed. <laughs> it was so bad. But the weird part is that we lost to teams that were worse than the teams that we beat. Yeah, at the beginning we were beating like some good teams. That's why I was like, okay, well, we got a good chance here. And then I don't know, I don't know what happened. But I miss man, I miss playing. Like, yeah. Obviously, with my son, I, g I go to the same field now, so it's just weird, like being now at that field, but as a dad. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, I'm getting old. Like, this is depressing when I look at it. But at the same time, I'm like, it just gets me. I, I might play outdoor again, so we'll figure that out. But just, just like, nothing too serious. But yeah, just yeah. to get out there again would be dope. But you had that. Uh, you have the sick Lukaku post up game. That's my game, man. Indoor, man. That was <laughs> like how game. we scored. Yeah, you you came on. I got turn. a goal kick. I point at you. <laughs> I just literally launched the ball down the pitch. Yeah. Ben would trap it. He just hold up like two guys, yeah. literally yeah. like like basketball. <laughs> he hold them up, spin off them, and, and he'd get a shot. quick shot off. That's and like it. just the goalkeepers had no chance of like That's it. any reaction time. Before you knew it, the ball was in the back of the net, and That's then we it. were just compact. We just sit and back, and then it was just five guys just yeah. sitting back. I had to make a couple of occasional saves. The saves I had to make were pretty easy though because you got like five people in front of the ball. So like yeah. I made a bit of meals about the saves that I had to make. No, you had, no like you, had, you had some, we, our defense was so, that's why we needed Ross, but you had some insane saves. That's true. But the Ross key, if we have like Ross or anyone who's like legitimate at just tracking anyone who comes back, then it helps a ton. That's why we were so bad at the end. No one would do that. Has he, uh, is Ross still playing? Has he played? No, so like he bit? messaged me a couple days ago. That's why he's like, we should play outdoors. Like get you, um, him, me, Ty, and then a bunch of other guys I know. Like a guy who plays um, on the Canada Beach soccer team. Another guy who's like sick. Like we could get like definitely like seven or eight really good guys and then just pull in a few. Um, so we got to figure that out if we want to do it. Because yeah. it's been like with COVID and everything, it's just like. Basically, we played for whatever that first four weeks. But other than that, we haven't played in like before COVID. It sucks. Yeah, I played, yeah. A, I played a few games <coughs> afterwards. And then a team that I was playing with, we played up at, um, at Downsview. Um, 
we made it to the finals and then we we lost on penalty kicks no way stinks we we man you did we we missed every penalty kick like oh, possible where was th- when was this this was like similar timeline like uh, during this was like a, yeah actually it was so the the league had finished like in january or something oh, okay, um, okay 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 pretty so recent but and yeah were, they, who were the like were they good you guys were a pretty good team they were decent players. They're a bunch of Spanish dudes. Yeah. Um, we had one guy who was like legitimately like 400 pounds, but could do step you, overs. You could tell like he was like back in the day when he was in shape. He was smokes. crazy. Yeah. He yeah, was. Yeah. If those Waritos didn't get to him. Yeah. He would have been something special. But That's like the YMCA ballers. Yeah. Like the old guys, <laughs> but like the, you can see like they know all the fundamentals. They have a nice crossover, but like they just got out of shape. Yeah. They but just back in the day. They were crazy. This guy was sick. He, he was icing dudes left, right, and center. But yeah, we they penalties came around and, and it just got to us. Um, but do you remember that Villarreal game with with Man City? Was well, sorry, Man United. Yeah, was that, in, uh, uh, are you talking about Europa? Europa. Yeah, 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 yeah. Man, yeah. I um, cannot believe and De Gea we didn't miss, stop right? One did De Gea? No, did De what? Yeah, De Gea. Did De Gea yeah, take a shot? It came down to the to yeah to yeah, De Gea. Yeah, yeah, he and just he missed. Flubbed, yeah, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. And De Gea didn't save a single shot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah we yeah, went yeah, to yeah, like yeah. eleven penalty that kicks. Re- and we have Henderson, who's like that's his thing. Basically, yeah. his thing is penalty shots, and we didn't bring him on. That's that's the thing with like Ole. It was like, yes, you could say we haven't really got that much better, but he did make kind of ridiculous like substitution choices. I do think Ralph makes better like sub choices. Like he brings on people at the right time. Like he doesn't wait till the seventieth. Like he's more progressive on when he makes subs and stuff. And Ole was just like, that was his weak point. He didn't know when to make subs and like strategize properly. So, but yeah, that game was crazy. I was so mad. Like, like thinking about that, and then I ha- obviously I'm an England fan, so the the Euro finals, like all these finals, I'm like, fuck, I oh just want to win one. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's crazy about Canada though. Yeah, that is nuts. Today is the day. Today's the Jamaica game. We're gonna, I think we're gonna beat those those reggae boys. We'll, uh, I think we'll win three one. I'm guessing a three yeah, one. Yeah, three one win. I think win. so too. And they're gonna come in here to snow and stuff, and they're gonna be like, no. Nah. Yeah, those guys. And they're are already eliminated, so they're probably just gonna like check out. I'm curious if that guy from uh, I think it's is it Watford or, or Wolves Ad- Adama Traore I think he's, yeah, 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 he's yeah. Jamaican right that guy but can I think he plays for Spain oh yeah that's right he plays yeah, for yeah, Barcelona he plays now. for Spain yeah, 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 yeah. yeah but like I think he plays for their national team oh really yeah 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 he has oh, like a shoot. citizenship with Spain he's like um like how Serge is African but he also got his his uh, citizenship so yeah he's Jamaican but he plays for Spain oh that's yeah, yeah, crazy yeah, yeah, well yeah. yeah they have I, I think they really have think that one guy. Um, Another guy with uh, he has cornrows and he plays for like West Ham or something. They have like one guy who's Antonio. Legit. Yeah, yeah. I think he's is he on Jamaica? I, th- I think he might be. Yeah. There's someone like that. Like he's decent, but I don't even know. Maybe they don't. Maybe they just don't care to play for Jamaica anymore. But today, yeah, today will be dope. The atmosphere and stuff. If because they're gonna win the group essentially if they win, they win the yeah. group, which is key I think for pots. Like when the World Cup comes down and they decide what pot they're in, winning the group will give them a way better chance at a pot that they could potentially like somehow squeeze through to True. the next round so yeah I, I can see them come t- i think mathematically um they just need to win one game right like it's just one game and then y- like yeah or like a bunch of other shit like even if they lose today they can still get in if someone else loses but it's uh, almost impossible to not advance they'd have to lose all their their remaining two games and costa rica would have to win the remaining two and costa rica would have to win by 11 goals total like beat them <laughs> on goal difference so it's essentially impossible to not advance but like obviously the 
media and stuff won't say that because they want people to watch and be like, no, it's a must win. It's a must win. Yeah, that's true. They're, they gotta, they're they pretty much hype them up. Yeah. But it's exciting, man. It's man, dope. One of the best feelings is always watching a good team. I mean, kind of like they're, they're a pretty good team. But I guess a good player who can play like really well for league and for country. Like that guy, Laren. Yeah, he's yeah, like yeah, killing yeah, yeah. it in the French yeah, league, yeah. and he's like doing yeah. super well in the Canadian yeah. league. So Jonathan it's like David too. Yeah, because he's like, well, there's obviously David Laren and Davies. Davies is like a no-brainer because he he's amazing. He played obviously like one of the best defenders in the world. Plus, he plays for us. But David is like, he's the guy. He's like the future kind of guy. And Arsenal apparently are going to try and sign him. Crazy. Yeah. Um, that goalkeeper too, Borian. He's he, uh, sick, man. He's, He's been doing so well for sick. like the entire. Just what a run, man! Like what a I solid love run. him. I love him. He's so good. We they they wouldn't be anywhere near where they are now with him without yeah, him. Yeah, that game He's that crazy. they had against uh, was it the states where There's we a pretty few. much like solidified the. I think Mexico too. Like he had some. There was one where like I think we were up two nothing and Mexico scored a set, a goal near the end, and then like they were just going crazy on us and he had some ridiculous saves. He's so good. Jeez. I love that guy. No, that's solid. Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm pretty excited about Canadian football. Um, you think we'll do? You think we'll make it to the round of 16 in the World Cup? Yeah, I feel like we could be like, um, kind of like when like Iceland randomly became like a story and they like kind of made a name for themselves and they came out. I forget what year it was, but they like advanced. I feel like we could be one of those teams, but I think you have to be first in this group. So if they win today. Then I don't know the logistics, but apparently if they win today, then they're in a pot where it would be like two really good teams and then one team that's worse than them. So obviously if they beat that team and then somehow like steal a draw from one of the good teams, then they could advance through. But it'll be really weird to see, interesting to see like how Canada reacts because we're so used to just having like all the Italians and like supporting the Italians and like, all yeah, the different true. nationalities in Canada because Canada's never really been in it since I've lived here. So it'll be interesting to see like these people that are from other countries but live here, like how they're gonna support one versus the other, or like it'll be it'll, yeah, it'll be really cool. So hopefully they advance. It'll be it, yeah. And like football's kind of I feel like football and basketball are like the wave of the future for like the young kids in sports like hockey i feel like it's obviously always going to be something played here but i think like the grassroots level it's a lot more um like football and basketball now because of yeah all the immigration from countries that don't play hockey yeah true that and also just <coughs> like i feel like hockey viewership might be i might be talking out of my ass here but i feel like hockey viewership is like a bit down like yeah i wouldn't i don't know i wouldn't be surprised though like i don't i don't know if you watch hockey but i haven't watched like a single game this year but I, I would say like two or three years ago every now and then i would like whatever i would put it on but i've completely lost interest so i don't know if that's yeah like i think like the last theme. hockey game i watched is when like that infamous boston bruins game that playoff game where like they collapsed or nothing or something yeah. and boston yeah. just yeah. slapped yeah. us in the, the third so period crazy <laughs> and i feel like leafs fans or hockey fans maybe it's not too much of a blanket statement but i feel like they like they just only love hockey. Like they don't like anyone who like they don't like Raptors fans. They don't like football fans. Yeah. Like, they're very like isolated and just being hockey fans. Where like in other sports, I feel like if you're a basketball fan, you're generally like a fan of a few other sports as well. Like you're not so narrow minded on just that sport. Yeah, that's true. And I think like the cross pollination <coughs> thing too. Like Kevin Durant like recently became like a partner in like the MLS. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Yeah. 
I know like David Beckham was like a big like Lakers fan. He would yeah. go to like a lot of those games. Yeah. You don't really see that from hockey players. Like I don't yeah, really see like stuck to that, to Matt Sundin going to like a TFC game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or like yeah. any of those other guys. And Matt Sundin's not even a player anymore. I don't even know like who. I guess like who's the uh, big the big star? Um, the guy who's like Bieber's buddy. Uh, <laughs> 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 uh, what's his name? How am I going blank? But there, there's that one guy from Phoenix, but he plays for the Leafs, and he's like the best player in the league, I guess. Yeah, uh, people, I guess, comment about Yeah, they're going to be pissed that I don't know that name. How do I not know that? I'll remember. It'll come to me. Whatever, that guy. I feel like yeah, he yeah, doesn't yeah, go guy. to like TFC games. Or like, is it Matt? Matt something? <laughs> oh, no, no, I think, I think you're thinking about Matt Sundin again. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> what am I doing? Oh, no, no, no. I have to Google this. This is yeah, insane. Yeah, we got to find this out. Wow. <laughs> Leafs players. What is his name? He's like the guy. He's like the best player in the league. Uh, Austin Matthews. Austin Matthews. There yeah, we go. Yeah, there we go. I Anyways. was close. Matt something, but. Yeah, yeah. There's a Matt in there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a good guess for hockey. Matt. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, he's definitely. I don't think is probably not going to like a lot of like Raptors games or like. Yeah, he I could be. I could again. I, I could be he talking be different. out of my ass. Yeah, I don't. I don't. Again, I don't. I don't know enough about the Leafs to like speak on it. But you're right. Like Nash is huge into soccer. Obviously, the Brooklyn Nets coach, and he's Canadian. But uh, and LeBron, LeBron like owns part of Liverpool, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so you're right. There is like a lot more um, interest that, in like, both sports. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I also feel like Steve Nash is probably good enough to play at United at this point. Like I think Nash is probably sick. <laughs> <laughs> he yeah, could yeah, probably yeah. take. Yeah. Uh, I think McGuire's he has ownership spot. in Vancouver too, or something. Like oh, really? The MLS eh? team. Like he's very like he's huge Actually, yeah, on you're soccer. Right. You're right. I, I do think, think so. yeah, yeah. I think he's and I think when he started coaching the Nets, he even wanted to kind of bring in like a football coaching strategy where it was like not always the same starting lineups and like mm. and like kind of giving yeah like he he did bring that into the nba i don't know if it worked out but he's a huge yeah he's a huge football fan yeah that's true yeah um man i, I mentioned mcguire's name and i just instantly got angry yeah it's got super it's upset so about ridiculous, my man. like i swear every game no lie i'd say 90 percent of the games at least one of the goals you give up is like 100 percent his fault i could like, not agree more crazy. like I had never seen somebody who has, who was so raved about from Leicester. Yeah. And then came over and did, he, like, he's basically, his defending is, like, akin to James Harden defending. Like, yeah, yeah. He's just so looking bad. around, guys yeah. will run behind him, yeah. just no idea where he is, yeah. no, I, no clue about spacing. No. Like, you'll no. see, like, on replays where they're showing, like, the line formation defensively, and yeah. McGuire somehow just shifted the line back. Yeah. It literally looks like you're taking somebody's heart, like, heart pulse, you know, that thing that just yeah, goes yeah, beep, yeah, yeah, beep. Yeah. He's either way too far up, way too far back, yeah. and they're getting free runs in. I, I think it's because he's so slow. He knows, like, if I stay on the line, I'm not going to be able to chase back anyways if they beat me, so I have to cheat, which is, yeah. like, obviously break that line. But the thing is, like, it would be fine if you were shit at defense, but you were like amazing at, at helping our offense. Then you can kind of be like, okay, whatever. But he helps us provide a goal a game with good offensive play. But he doesn't do anything. Yeah, I think that's the problem. His last goal before the one where he got that was it the header or the the weird rebound that went? Yeah, in? yeah. I think it was something like maybe eight or like twelve, maybe a year before he like scored anything. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. He yeah, just but it's not even scoring. Much. It's just like. He doesn't have to score, but like just provide something like assists or like 
clearly be part of like give and goes on offense or whatever but yeah he literally is just this big bag of milk that just like <laughs> chills he's the worst he's, he's just curdled the milk at yeah, this yeah, point yeah he just sits there he's so bad so and the w- and like as your captain i can kind of it makes sense that the team is like in shambles because you'd just be frustrated knowing like obviously that's a like a leadership position you got to like have trust in whoever's in that position to like yeah. keep the back sound and and as your captain if you know like he's basically the worst player on your team like it's definitely going to frustrate everyone and just be like what am i like this is not going to work as long as this is how it is so so two bigger questions we'll about that one does he keep his captaincy and two does he get replaced by Bai? um I think regard. I think regardless, they're gonna sell like they're loan or sell him. Like I don't think he'll be on the team next year. So, and I don't think it'll be replaced by by. I feel like they're just gonna find someone. So you new. think both of those guys might go might go next year? You, yeah, you I feel like they're McGuire legitimately gonna out? get rid of like ten guys. Yeah, I don't know, man. Yeah, I I'm do. We'll see. But all I right. Feel so, like who would you keep if you're I, if you're the the owner of United or the manager of United? Yeah. And they said, all right. We can completely overhaul this team. Who's going to go and – or, you know what, just simpler. Who will stay? Who's going to stay on your squad? Yeah, so I would I would keep – like, everyone was kind of like, oh, Sancho's not doing good, but he's coming to his own now. Definitely I would keep Sancho. He's like – he's one of my favorite players. Um, I'd keep De Gea, Sancho, Bruno, Tellez. Um, I wish I could say Greenwood. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! I feel like everything I think fell Greenwood's off the a starter for Prison FC now. Damn it, Greenwood! Why? He was the he was the young prince. Man, that guy had the world at he his feet. He was unreal. Like you could bring him on, and you know he's gonna like create something. Like there's a good chance there will be a goal from him or something that he's done. It's so frustrated that happened, but he's an idiot. So that, I guess that's a whole other story. An episode of Top Boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like kind <laughs> of his next thing, but. uh I think that's basically who I would keep. I don't know who else I would be. Like, I'm tempted to say Fred now just because he's been playing better, but that seems ridiculous. Shout out to Fred. Fred's yeah. had a complete he's turnaround. He's so good. That uh, that one goal that he scored, all of a sudden he's he's been really good. Mountains that, of energy. Yeah, and he had that. I don't know if you remember that one move where he like was on the baseline of the offense and he like I don't know that where he kept Madrid it in bounds. Yeah, yeah, it was cool. Crazy. The Atletico game. That was that was, was like, okay, Fred. That's true Brazilian right there. That was <laughs> insane. That was a Neymar move. I'm sure Neymar was probably a bit worried about that one. Yeah, that was sick. Who would you keep? Uh, I would keep Ronaldo. Like I just think Ronaldo's yeah. probably the best player ever. Um, I would keep De Gea for sure. I mm-hmm. think his his shot stopping and everything about his game is just incredible. The one little thing that I would fix is like his distribution is horrendous at times. De Gea. Yeah. Yeah, that's what someone was telling me. They're like, he's really good, but he's not a modern-day goalie. Like, modern-day goalies are more yeah, exactly what you're yeah. saying. Like, good at distributing and like, putting off the feet. And, and I, I hate that. Like, I hate the fact that, like, goalkeepers now have become, like, a weird, like, 11th player almost. Yeah. Like, I, I always thought that, like, your job is to save the ball. Yeah. And, like, yeah. passing back to the goalkeeper and, like, trying to, like, get them to have exceptional vision to, like, mm-hmm. create – plays is, is silly to me because yeah. like they can only kick the ball so far like yeah. and when you like launch a ball into the air like there's very few chances that you're going to start like a, a run yeah. with that like yeah, ball. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. the ball has to bounce it has to like take the speed off of it so it's kind of weird that like they do that but at the same time not to like give an excuse for them 
he just like sometimes when like Maguire passes the ball back to him or like Shaw gives him the ball or whatever any of those defenders who give him the ball like nine times out of ten he's just going to turn it over to yeah. the opposing yeah, team yeah, 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 yeah. and while like I don't agree that goalkeepers should have that responsibility on them I also think that like you have to have some level of distribution skill. Yeah. Like, you have to show some kind of poise or some kind of even, like, idea to start the attack. Like, every time he throws the ball out, I feel like he's just making the pass that's, like, closest to him, and he's not seeing any kind right. of level of, like, what yeah. could happen. Like, if 100%. I throw the ball a bit further or if I pass yeah. the ball maybe a bit quicker. Yeah. Like, even just, like, I, I guess on that same hand, taking a bit of time to even look around. Like, stop the ball for a second look around, see what's around you. Like yeah. normally when you pass the ball to him, he panics yeah. and he just boots it. Yeah. And yeah, like yeah, it'll yeah. Go out. yeah. You're right. So you're right. Not to share on him too much. I think, I think that can be, that can be addressed. But at the same time, man, his, his like without his saves that he's made, yeah, we're he's probably been in Everton's position. Yeah. Like, he's been so good. Easily. We're probably 16th or something. Yeah. So I keep him for sure. I also like Henderson at the same time, but I get Dean Henderson probably will want to leave. Like he wants first yeah. first game. He kind of deserves it. He's but like uh, he deserve at least he deserves a shot to be like the starter somewhere. Yeah, he had a good he had a good run. A couple of games last uh, last year when yeah. we beat City, he was pretty yeah, good yeah, in that yeah, game true, and, and true. had that sick distribution and true. crazy kick. I guess that's more like you're talking about distribution. He's probably more of that type of goalie, but I, I guess that's due to like distribution and and like passing back to the goalie and starting to play from the back was kind of like a newer age thing like five to seven years ago you never really saw that as much yeah. as you do now and goalkeepers would be pissed like yeah. peter schmeichel man that guy yeah. if you ever passed him back the ball and he had to like boot it out yeah he would literally like grab defenders yeah, 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 shirts yeah. like him and gary neville used to have like yeah. legitimate arguments anytime he like had the ball passed back to him or yeah. like he had to make like a simple save that he just felt he shouldn't have done yeah so like he would just be livid yeah about getting yeah. that like that was just not a thing you did back then that that's was considered so like careless and yet that's probably speaks actually to why mcguire is so useless for us because <laughs> like if you don't have a goalie that does that then it needs to be his position that's doing that because exactly. he's obviously right in front of him and that's going to be his role to like distribute and create create something from the back but he doesn't do that. So, like, I guess, yeah, they don't work well together at all. Like, if Maguire's going to stay, you need someone behind him in yeah. the goalie role that can do what he can't do. And I think to a lot <coughs> of uh, Varane's praise, I think that also played a big role in helping De Gea get his form back. Yeah. Because he didn't have to make as many culpable saves. Like, yeah, it's easy for any goalkeeper to like let a ball slip through and like shit happens like yeah. shitty goals go in. It's happened to everybody. Yeah. But when you have a really shitty defense, it's going to happen to you way more often than not. Mm -hmm. So like I felt bad for De Gea when he was getting slammed. I was part of that. Like get him yeah, the fuck yeah. out of United. Yeah. But then like Varane comes in and it's so like true. no coincidence that he gets a world class defender and like his game just rises. That's so true. Like I think he has really good chemistry with yeah, Varane as yeah. opposed to like when him and Maguire play you can see him constantly ragdolling Maguire yeah, like he's yeah. always pissing on him and giving him a really hard time yeah um but is Varane where's he from is he Spanish he's French I think oh is he French yeah oh, I think okay. he played okay. France but okay. we got him from Madrid okay um great defender but honestly like injured he started all the time. slow though yeah, yeah and he's also he's yeah, poised right. but he, he 
he's lacking some pace. Yeah, yeah. That's so. I guess the biggest thing is like Maguire and him, they're slow. Yeah, like I I I probably wouldn't keep Varane on my team. No, me um, neither. I think we we just needed like a plug. We needed a fix for the leak. Yeah. Um, so he yeah. did his role. I would honestly probably just pay him like a couple more million just to sit off to the side. Yeah. Say like here's yeah. your money. Step aside. Um, so you'd keep so far. You'd keep so Ronaldo, so De Gea, Ronaldo, De Gea, Henderson. Henderson. Fernandez pisses me off. Like he just fucking cries so much, man. Like every yeah. tackle, every yeah, it's true. Like I, I hate that about. He's his not game. like stereotypical guy. Yeah, and yeah. like United are like they're like basically roadmen. They're like hard yeah. guys. Yeah. Back in the day, like yeah, you had like like Keen, Keen, yeah, uh, Dwight York, Andy Cole, yeah, uh, Peter Schmeichel, like those are like hard dudes. They yeah. would take a bump and like they. I could don't know play. if Beckham was hard. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Right, that's true, that's yeah, true. yeah, yeah. I, I think might just be trying to get a plug No insults to Beckham, but I'm not, I'm, I think he's more interested in like his hairstyle than being hard. That's yeah. fair. That's fair. But, he but was I'll, rocking but the I bangs at Beckham. one point. I love him. I love him. I love him. He he looked he looked hard with the bangs instead of when yeah, he started yeah. doing the faux hawk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> he was like he's I love I no no like I he's like one of my guys. I love yeah. Beckham, man. He's no, I, f- I feel you on that. I yeah. I, went, I took that one. He's just not that kind of like road man at all. Yeah, yeah. true. <laughs> <laughs> um, Fred, I would keep. I think I think he can t- he can blossom into something really cool. And uh, Sancho, I, I pissed me you the don't fuck like off him, towards eh? the beginning, but he's starting to come into his own as well. Yeah. He's shown flashes of brilliance. Yeah. Uh, if I had to make the decision right now at this very moment, though, I'm not gonna lie. I'm probably shipping him out. I feel like he's been him, Fred. Who else? And tell us. I feel like in the last three to five games, they've been like our best players. Like you can see why they are who they are and why they're going to be a part of the future. I just feel like he's standing out now. Like he actually like you give him the ball and you have hope that like something will happen. Yeah, he turns it over because he tries to not mag or whatever, does all this fancy stuff. But I just feel like at least he's like has a forward mentality and like i'm gonna try to create something here instead of just like half our team is like you give them the ball and then it's just like okay pass back yeah good there's point. a lot of that i just like i'm so desperate to see united win something that like i, mm. I can't look at the future like i just want like just give me something to celebrate at least like, we're not spurs yeah, yeah it's fine it's fine but even then man they still have like a uh, but they're ahead of us yeah yeah, yeah so that's they, they won that they won that game against who Whoever it? it was, uh, it was it Aston Villa, I think. Yeah, 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 yeah they yeah. want a tight game. Yeah. Uh, man, I still wish we got Conte. I still yeah, think I know. That would have been I know. Such a I, good do like, I do too. I do too. I do too. And Conte, I think, held out for us too. Like he was literally waiting. That, that, was, that like was weird. Like, and you, yeah, like he's a really good manager. That, that Spurs are clearly way less talented than United. He'd probably do a really good job with us. I, hundred percent. Yeah. I think he would just hold so many players accountable. Like, and I think because you don't have a long term manager like Ragnick is like whatever like you can yeah. see the way he handles interviews like he gives yeah. so many passes he yeah. gave Pogba like so many passes yeah. he's given Ronaldo quite a few passes yeah everybody uh fucking Maguire likes gone the biggest pass it's so, like, so true and I feel like it's a touchy position for him to be in because ultimately after this season he's gonna basically be making the decisions on like who's getting cut and who's staying so he's kind of in this weird role now where, like, he's the manager, but he can't show his hand. Yeah. Right? Exactly. Like, because, like, it's so, like, yeah, he has to be nice to everyone because otherwise they're going to assume the worst or whatever. Yeah. 
so yeah it is really it is super strange how they went about this like hiring him for the interim but then saying okay but you're gonna leave this role and then decide who stays and goes it's kind of <laughs> strange like why didn't they just put him in that role in the first place like yeah. whatever that technical role is and then just bring a different interim manager in like it's weird that they i don't know if they're it saving money or something but it seems stupid didn't make much sense to me yeah um one thing is for sure i am shipping pogba the fuck out yeah like yeah he's the worst he's on a first class ticket to <sighs> fucking wherever the fuck so he feels frustrating like probably psg or something like probably. that i think they were talking about uve Oh yeah, that I makes sense that too. Last, that makes sense. The last bit. That makes sense. And with Diabala leaving, I'm sure Pogba won't mind fucking yeah, being the one sense. who's looked upon for yeah. for greatness. He's so frustrating. He's so talented, but he's just not. He just doesn't have it. So he reminds me of Balotelli. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He just could like fucking torch the field when he felt like it, crazy and then day, when he was in his fucking too. like yeah. little moods and pissy feels, yeah. he just doesn't want to play, and he's fucking like slide tackling with his studs up like yeah 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 behind yeah. players yeah. getting stupid red cards didn't he hear the red card last year's what it was it when did he have he had a he had a red uh, card in like a big was tournament it one year i thought it was in a in a in like a champions league game or something or maybe it was i don't know but yeah he's just so erratic but uh yeah he'll go to yeah like whatever maybe i don't know who real is gonna sign but i guess they're going after mbappe but yeah it's gonna be pretty cool to see like there's some big names that are going to move around, like even Neymar and Messi. Like, they're not really doing well at all in, at PSG. Messi stinks at yeah. PSG. I yeah. think he's only they're like booing like him, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Him and Messi, they're or sorry, Messi and Neymar. Neymar, yeah. They're just getting so. Shit I think from the wasn't fans. there a thing about um, Barcelona, like maybe getting Messi back? Yes. Yeah, yeah that's yeah, right. Yeah. They were yeah. talking about that. I mean, he's really <laughs> bred for like Barcelona, yeah. like yeah. that tiki taki passing and like. Yeah moving yeah. around to like feed him service him yeah let him finish i saw him play he played venezuela i think it was like over the weekend and he looked pretty sick against insane eh? but i mean but those venezuelans haven't eaten in like yeah, fucking yeah, yeah. three true. days so true, true. you put me against them and for five minutes before i gas out i'll yeah, probably yeah, yeah. look that's like true. messy <laughs> that's true <laughs> but yeah that was a weird i think when we when he went to psg it was just it seemed weird the whole time it was like they're clearly just trying to buy it buy a champions league win yeah but like that's not how it works. You gotta like create chemistry for a few years within, and then yeah, sure you can add like one or two stars. But that's basically what City did. Like they sure. have bought, but a lot of it is like built as well. It's not just like one year we bought five players. Like it's like De De obviously De Bruyne's been there for a while, and some of their top guys have like built, and then they just added top guys. But PSG is always like, no, let's just like try and sign three amazing players every year and hope for yeah. the best. They have a bit like of that that, uh, that Real Madrid issue, like Galacticos. Yeah. They yeah. signed like Figo and all those guys yeah. and got nothing. Or yeah, I think yeah. they won like one league title or something. Yeah. They maybe would have won a UEFA Champions League. I got to check that. I don't know. But I don't think they really hit the heights of, of what was promised with all those players. Yeah. Yeah. But the, I mean, they don't care. They're such PSG is such a big brand, like especially for like the. I don't want to say the word, but basically the people that aren't actually into football, but they want to wear like the jerseys. It's like, yeah, that's it. Like PSG's brand like, is crazy. Brand yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The footy jersey. Yeah, with the Neymar, with the Neymar name on the back or whatever, or Messi. So they're, they make so much money that I don't think they even care. They'll just keep buying new players every year and hope. Yeah, Messi shoes stink. I've yeah, I yeah. tried them on. I was like, what the really? fuck? Yeah. I haven't I was, tried them. I was in the mood to buy like a really nice pair of, of soccer shoes um cleats or whatever you want to call them studs yeah um so 
I went up to the sports shop up at uh, Eglinton and Young, and oh, like the uh, that's the best stop. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. What's yeah. it called? L and D or something. Yeah. Taylor's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the, the best. That's the best. The best place to get shoes. It's a great place. Yeah. And uh, they had the messies there, and they had like an odd, like anything above like eleven and a half is pretty hard to find. Yeah. So they had like a twelve. I tried them on. And I was these fucking these these don't feel good. Like yeah. they don't kick very well. Yeah. They my balance was a bit off. Um. Yeah. CR sevens I think are like still They're gonna best. be like yeah. the best shoes yeah. you can find. Yeah. Mercurials are pretty are pretty sick. Yeah. The classic, like uh, I can't remember the name, but they like the original Adidas that they still keep making every single year. Are good. Are those the total nineties? I think. I don't know. I don't even know what their their name is. Ty had them for indoor. Um, Yo, that guy can go barefoot and still yeah, yeah, torch yeah. people. Yeah, though that true. guy is a freak. <laughs> yeah, he, yeah. Ty's all about. Yeah, he kind of has a similar like. He likes to use his body, and then he just like jets down the sideline. Yeah, this guy yeah. is. He is gone. Like yeah. you. <laughs> He can't step over. He can't like. He just I beat you by speed. Yeah, like yeah. I'm not even gonna lie. Like I, I could probably if he if he's slower, I could probably like defend him. But he is just so <laughs> he's such a beast that. that he will just blow by me and yeah. he'll he'll kick a ball in the other direction and he'll just be too fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's um, key meant for outdoor. Yeah, man, it's the best. Holy, because like you know if he's like on the right wing. And, like, if I'm having it or you have it, you just got to, like, pretty much launch it to the right corner. Yeah. And you know he'll get it, and then we'll just cross it in the box. Like, he's, that was his thing. It was sick. And I heard uh, I heard Jesse might be wanting to get into uh, to footy. Uh, Jesse, Jesse Simmons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He played. He actually played one year, like, I don't know, eight years ago. He played with us. He's actually, like, considering he doesn't play, it was like, oh, shit. Like, you're better than... Half the team on our individuals indoor but team. But it's athletics, too. That guy's like yeah, that's why he's, he's athletic. Tank, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So and he gives like dope haircuts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does. Yeah, Jesse's the man. Yeah, I was there. Yeah, Thursday. He's the man. He. I kind of use his space sometimes as like a a shared workspace. I'll just spend the day there when I get a cut and just work there. Nice. Yeah, but he's the man. So now we've gone over our United woes and some footy talk. Now that you mentioned that you you work out there, yeah. What is like a day like for you? Look, like what does what is a typical day? It's, um, it's super like, so the key, I feel like the key in my industry is to have like a, a pretty set routine, but, but it's difficult because like everything changes day to day. But so my days are basically, I wake up, the key is having like an early morning routine, whether that's work related or not, but just making sure you wake up and like get productive fairly early in the morning because obviously it's not a nine to five like i'm going into a corporate office sitting there where if you're in that position you have to get up and you have to go to work at nine if you don't do that in in my position then you could end up be, it could be noon and like you haven't yeah. been productive so my yeah my goal is to wake up early early enough um and either gym or just essentially get ready for the day at like eight o'clock in the morning um and then the days change like i try to make eight till ten thirty ish like entirely computer related nice. so responding to emails or sending out new properties or whatever dealing with listings all these different things that i would deal with on a day-to-day -day. and then afternoons would be previewing properties or showing properties and obviously most people work so a lot of the showings are going to be either after five or on the weekends so that's a lot of the showing time and the, so, yeah, the afternoon's like more so me previewing properties myself because I don't want to waste anyone's time. And um, I'd prefer to know, I know my clients pretty well, so I prefer to go see the properties myself 
and then tell them, yeah, it's worthwhile seeing because I don't want to waste anyone's time driving around, especially with gas. True. Gas, what it is right now, it's crazy. <laughs> so if they're going to drive, it better be like, okay, this place is worth it to see. So yeah, that's kind of my day. It's like the mornings are computer related and then the afternoons is like on the road seeing properties. Um, and that's my day to day. It changes though. Like it could literally be ad hoc and I get a call and something totally changes, but that's what I try to make my routines. I'm not gonna lie. I asked you a really shitty question, and you had you handled that really well. No, no, no. It's a, that's a fair like, question. No, no, no. no that's a fair What's your question. Day to day? Uh, that's my day to day. No, no, that's Jesus. fair. No, but you're fine. Like that's you a good told question. Me to fuck myself. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a decent question. That's a decent question. I guess like if you don't know, yeah, like if you don't know anything about real estate, you you probably do wonder like, okay, what does yeah, like, what does a realtor do every day? Like, it's some people might just think. I know a lot of people have like a negative perception about real estate or realtors. And to be fair, that's why I got my license is because I was like, I have a really negative perception about, generally speaking, who the majority of realtors are and what type of people they are. Like, I looked at them as like, uh, whatever, used card salesmen, but worse, like greedy mm. and whatever. Just not the type of people I would normally vibe with. Um, and I think that's still honestly true. There is like a very large proportion of, of realtors that are that way. I don't want to speak down on realtors, but it's true. Um, and I think that's why like clients like to work with me is cause like, I'm not the typical realtor. I, a lot of like, you'd think that salespeople talk all the time and like they're pushing and like they're mm. trying to make sales and like they'll convince you to buy this house. But I'm like the t total opposite. Like I'm extremely I'm generally very quiet when I'm with my clients. Like I just listen all the, I just listen a ton and I'll pipe in when I need to. And like, I'm, I take like much more of like, give them the knowledge and whenever they want to figure it out or whenever they want to pull the trigger on something, that's up to them. But I'm not pushy at all. And that's kind of why I feel like I do pretty well. It's just like, I don't have the typical approach of a sales guy. Yeah. You know, musicians have <coughs> the same thing. There's like this, it's this weird thing where, you know, you tell somebody you're a musician and automatically they're like, oh, that's kind of neat. Like, what yeah. what uh, what side street do you play on? What, yeah, yeah, uh, where yeah, do you yeah. busk? Or yeah, yeah, yeah. We should totally, like, get together and do this thing for free. Yeah. And it's just, like, this weird kind of context of where, like, you have to represent yourself in a different light and you have to show yeah. people, like, yeah, like, I am a lot more, I don't want to say even sophisticated, but I'm a lot more than just, the appearance or like the thought that you have yeah musicians. yeah what you think you know, they are like yeah, yeah yeah well read yeah uh you know like i don't my my kill count isn't as much as it used to be yeah. but like we don't all just like get paid with like drugs and sex yeah yeah and yeah, like yeah yeah you know yeah free free beer yeah so like it, there's definitely like a, a connotation there as you mentioned um how's it changed like when you first got into like when i first got into music like i couldn't believe that like i would have made like hundred bucks mm -hmm. for like playing music for mm -hmm. like two hours mm -hmm. like what was it like for you like settling yourself and realizing like when you first started you probably were like nervous of like shit is this client gonna close on me i'm right. sure now you're probably like right i have way more people yeah on, it's easier on now yeah for sure so like how did your what was your mindset when you first got in to where um, it is like now in terms of that yeah so i started like i did have a corporate job fresh out of university but i, I wanted to buy my first home um just for myself, not thinking about being a realtor. So I hired a realtor and I realized like even back then, 
I wasn't going to be able to afford anything that I really appreciated or wanted to live in. So they were all properties that needed a bunch of work. And I realized, like, well, why don't I just buy this, do the work and sell it, and, like, try and do that as, like, a side business while I'm at the corporate job. So I did that for, like, two years, just, like, finding rundown properties. They didn't all work out, which is actually a good thing. Like, I didn't make money on everything I did. I made money on half and the other I didn't. So realistically, I probably only just broke even if you looked at the math of all the properties. But it was the best thing I ever did just because I, one, like got a really good understanding of properties and renovations and what's behind the walls and what's good and what's bad, which again, I think is like a big reason I do decently well in real estate is because I have more than an understanding of just sales. Like I, if I go into a property, I know like this is how much it's gonna cost to do this or I see red flags very easily. But I did that for a couple of years. And through that, I dealt with different realtors because I wasn't a realtor, d different realtors through those properties. And I just realized like half of them are just more than half of them are honestly totally useful, useless to me. Um, and we're like those typical kind of sleazy salespeople. So I was like, OK, well, if I want to continue doing this, I'll just get my license and then I'll sell my own properties. But once I got my license, I didn't end up doing any more flips. Actually, I just naturally obviously had friends and family be like okay well you have your license so can you help me out so the beginning was good because you like have that immediate wave of whatever family and friends that know you got your license but once you run through them that's when it's like okay like how am i gonna get new business so the first six months to a year is actually not too bad it's the second year that's difficult because you've run through family and friends so you need to figure out how to get new business and that's why I think it's like 90% of realtors within the first two years either quit or just like go back to get a regular job and, it, and they just have their license set essentially as a part-time thing if they ever need to help someone because the second year is so difficult. So uh, that's kind of how it started. And then in order to like pick up and stick to it, obviously I didn't quit. It's all basically just referrals. Like you just have to be brave enough to say to your past clients or family and friends like if you know anyone looking to buy or sell let me know in like a non-sleazy salesman kind of way but like I just I'm happy to help them out and you're a good friend of mine or you're a good client of mine so I'll treat them super well so just keep me in mind and you just tell people like yeah keep me in mind if you ever hear a discussion just keep me in mind to like kind of plug my name and that's how you build business and then after whatever five years or so I've been doing it for 14 or something now after five to six years it, they just essentially come naturally just through your network you just end up getting referrals so my business is like 99% referral like I don't do like all these flyers and like door-to-door -door stuff or uh whatever you see the bus signs and shit like that <laughs> yeah. that's not me i don't also don't put my face on anything like i'm not that guy with like my thumbs up like <laughs> hey man like buy from me you don't got the gold <laughs> no, chains on no, no one knows what i look like until they meet me i'm not that guy so i'm not like smiling with my thumbs up or like shooter mcgavin at you or whatever <laughs> um but yeah it's all like referral based that's kind of it so now it's just like it's good like you have to stay on top of stuff like i'm you just have to stay consistent with like keeping in contact with everyone because when you're when your your client base gets so large you can easily forget 25 percent of them and if you forget people or you don't stay in contact with people then you're going to lose you're going to lose sight of them they're going to lose sight of you and you'll lose that client or friend so 
it's basically just a big follow-up business at this point and just making sure you keep people educated and and if they live on a certain street keep them educated on what's going on on that street for everyone in your client base and stuff like that so it's just being consistent now nice yeah. that's dope yeah um another question for you <coughs> i'm super curious about it do you see differences between let's say uh somebody or a couple who's going to invest in like their first home versus somebody who's like you know done it a couple times for yeah. like okay this is not like my second or third home yeah uh what kind of differences do you see with like those people or are there any differences are, are they yeah, like yeah, yeah. nervous do they like bug you with some fucking random like annoying text every day or like some like weird questions yeah you're just like fuck just buy your home like I've, I've given you everything that you need yeah, <laughs> like, yeah yeah what would you tell somebody who's like gonna be that first time buyer yeah so um the first house or first condo or whatever it is you're going to buy is the most important because that's going to step set you up for the ladder, right? It's going to set you up for the next property and the next property as you climb the ladder. So the key with the first time home buyer, whether it's a couple or an individual, is making sure that it's a good investment. So like I always push that. It's like you may not feel like this particular neighborhood is perfect for you right now or this particular property or whatever. but you have to remember with your first property, it's all about in five years, it's like an average timeline of when they would sell. Is this going to bring me back a bunch of money versus the house that I really liked, but it's not as good as an investment. You're better off like sacrificing um, location or whatever type of house if you know it's a better investment with your first one because you because it's never going to be your first home's never your forever home. It's going to be your third or fourth home. So it's all about the money on the first one. So that's the biggest difference I'd say is that as that person um, needs to focus far more on the investment value where the person who's buying for the third time, let's say, they've been through it and they built a bunch of equity and now they have the privilege to be like, I don't need to focus as, it's always an investment, so you're always gonna look at it like that, but I don't need to focus on it as much this time around. I can focus more on like, I just wanna find the house that I really, really love and if I don't make as much money on this one, that's okay. I'll still make some money. But that's, I'd say, the biggest difference is, like, you can forego the investment value a little bit further down the road because you've built so much equity, and now it's time to, like, see the fruits of your labor and, and really buy the house that's, like, your quote-unquote dream house. Crazy. Yeah. Um, another question that I have, <coughs> is it a myth that all houses will increase in value? So somebody buys a house... And, you know, a lot of, I guess it's first time home buyers or it could be second, it could be anybody really. Yeah. Um, is it common for, or common, but is it kind of like, I guess, law that the house that you buy will always have investment value? It'll always go up in value. Are there some people who are kind of setting themselves up for an unrealistic yeah. um, take on that? And yeah. for those people, like, what would you tell people, you know, to be, to be wary of when they're, when they're looking just at that point, you know, they're kind of like, pulling all their money together and mm -hmm. like they've literally drained their their funds for this house with the hope yep. that you know yep. five years from now as you mentioned like maybe it will be the house that that i can retire on yeah you know are yep. you, what is there a myth around that and what um, can you tell those people who are looking into that yeah i wouldn't say there's a myth around it so i'd say the key like over the last two years during the pandemic people have gone crazy and and obviously you see in the news like prices have gone nuts so there's there has been recently people that are treating real estate more like day trading, like they think they can buy something one year and then in a year make 30 percent on what they bought, which is that's totally unrealistic. It happened in the pandemic, which was madness. Um, 
but that's not the way to look at it. So like if you look at it as a buy and hold, so let's, yeah, let's use five years as an example. Like if you look at the history of the last 40 years or so in Toronto, it's like the average with the ups and downs is like uh, 7% a year. So that's, if you do a buy and hold, like your expectations on a long-term period should be around 7% a year. And the pandemic was totally different. Like in some neighborhoods, you saw 30% in just that one year. So people just were like, oh, real estate's like bulletproof. I can just like day trade and make like 300 grand in a year, but that's by selling a house one year later, but that's not a realistic expectation. And that's why I think now that we're coming out of the pandemic, there will be some people that lose money because there will have been people that bought in certain neighborhoods outside of the city. I think the core is fine. Like if there's a correction, which there will be some sort of like correction because of how insane the pandemic was, there's not going to be, in my opinion, there won't be a drop in prices within like the good neighborhoods in the core and the up and coming neighborhoods in the core. So within all the way to, let's say, the beaches and then across to Etobicoke and down to whatever, St. Clair or Eglinton, those areas are you're pretty safe. But if you're out in like Brampton, Durham, some of those places, there were some prices that just like did not make any sense within the last 12 months. And this happened in 2017 as well. And a year later, those people that bought for sky high uh, numbers in, in those areas ended up uh, being upside down, meaning like two years later, their house is worth like 150K less than what it was. So I do think that will happen uh, in Ontario over the next 16 months. There will be people in certain neighborhoods outside the city that will see like a correction and, and maybe not be in the best position. So... Um, in general, you just have to be super careful, and that's why I said with first-time homebuyers, like, I always, always, always make sure, like, I push the investment side, and that should be, like, priority number one, and don't be, like, in a rush. Uh, you have to be, like, patient and make sure the numbers always make sense and, like, have a, a goal in mind on every property on what that property is worth for an investment potential, and if you don't get it for that price that's fine you just stick to that plan of like if i buy it for this price i know it's a good investment until you find the one that will bite for that price so uh i think in general round roundabout way yes it always goes up over a long period of time but just never look at a property and be like okay sweet i can buy this in three years later make some money because that might not happen yeah depend sure. it's all dependent upon neighborhood that's the biggest thing you'll see i'm sure you'll see in the news in the next whatever week or two or recently oh we're going to see a correction we're going to see a correction or there's going to be like a 20 percent drop that's 100 percent factual to particular neighborhoods outside of the city but as the market as a whole it's not factual i think like worst case scenario in good areas it's going to be flat so yeah you just have to be careful about what you're buying and where you're buying and like look at the bigger picture yeah, yeah, that's that's great advice. Yeah, um, or you can just do what I did, and you can just move in with yeah, with yeah, your yeah. Girlfriend That's the other way, and just just figure spot. it out. Yeah, you're just, yeah, you're just chilling. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? I don't yeah, worry about no corrections. Too. No, it's I don't amazing. Don't worry here. about no COVID. No, when I came in here, I was like, wow, this this guy's style is interesting. And then I was remembered, <laughs> oh no, 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 it's not his style. It's his girlfriend's. But it's sick. It's actually dope in here. It's yeah, really, no, she's got really a very good like vibe peaceful. about this yeah, place. Yeah, you should have came in here like a couple hours ago. It was disaster. Yeah, you cleaned it up this morning. Yeah railing on me to get yeah. this shit done or is she working now or is she just pieces out when you do this 
Uh, yeah, she does some work. Like she, she like when you're on uh, the podcast, does she just like get yeah, out of here? Yeah, she just bounces. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's gonna be interesting to see our next guest when she hangs around. We'll see yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll I'm excited what, for we'll that. I heard, a, I heard a preview. One. This is gonna be a really good one. The next one, it's gonna be dope. So yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for the next yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, so I think that's really interesting. And then I guess the other question that I that I wanted to ask. Um, well, so you mentioned earlier, like, you know, you do a lot of like referrals mm-hmm. and I think that's probably one of the best ways to do business. Like even me, like in the music industry, whenever I get referred from someone else, like even if it's a really dope artist, it's like, hey, I've got this guy who, who you can work with and mm-hmm. you can record with. Like, I won't have to ask, like, is he paying? Yeah. You yeah. Know, like, yeah. Do, do I have to like eat before I get there? Yeah. Yeah. Do yeah. I have to yeah. like have all my like, you know, just just financially, like how yeah. how plausible is this going to be? Yeah. Um, and even like when I play at certain places, when I get referred, like, hey, you should play at Sugarcane, which is a great spot. That's the food there is dope. It's I love Sugarcane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's sick. good. It's I love sick. playing there. Uh, is that that's on Danforth, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah, dope. The it's owners so are amazing. It's so good. Um, food's really good. Love their wings there. are dope. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, got referred, got referred to play over there, and it's been amazing. It's it's fantastic. Um, so you play there weekly? No, I play there monthly. Okay. Um, so I'll be there April sixteenth. Okay, sick. Uh, I should come. That's I love yeah, that place. Through. Like I've you never. I only like. order. I like. I eat from them all the time, but it's always pickup. I've never actually gone in. Yeah, no, and they they uh they've done really well over the pandemic. Yeah, like they um they're doing they're a lot weeks. of orders and yeah 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 and the food is incredible. The place like to play there is fantastic, and like you never have to worry about like an empty crowd. They're always like constantly getting booked. You never that's have sick. to worry about like them forking you over for yeah. like cash or being like oh yeah you guys did really well but like we can't pay you yeah 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 like you, you mind if we if we hold off on that yeah and like that's just annoying and like, that's not really a way to like even for yourself to run like a viable business yeah um but you mentioned that you got to that point by doing your follow-ups by making yeah. sure that like you leave that lasting impression right uh on your clients so that they'll say like hey i know this guy yeah. who, who did really well yeah um for somebody who's just getting started into real estate or somebody who has that that hope or that that dream that they want to do this as like a full-time mm-hmm. career because it is lucrative um how do you how do you transition out of just the the guy on the bus who will who will sell your your stuff with his ads mm-hmm. and being the guy who can work off referrals like how did, um, how did how does that come around do you have to have like a certain kind of uh characteristic like is there a certain people who can be like a really successful real estate agent versus somebody else who will just do it as a side hustle like what what do you think are the main differences yeah yeah between yeah. the two of those guys with like soft skills and hard skills yeah so yeah i think um I, like i said i'm referral based i don't bug people with it but i think if you're just show that you care about them and you do a really good job you don't even need to ask them to give you referrals because you're already going to be top of mind and they're already so happy with what you've done so i think a referral-based business, generally the best realtors are largely due to referral-based because they do a really good job and they don't need to ask for referrals. Their their clients want to like refer you out because they're proud of working with you and they know that True. like they're going to take care like if you, whatever, your dad or whoever, one of your close friends, you're like, no, I really want to refer Ben to this to my best friend because I know he's going to take care of him. And then on the same side of things, when I get a referral it makes me that much more uh, aggressive to do a really good job for them because I don't want to disappoint the original person that referred that new client to me. 
so it works both ways where like i'm gonna do that much more um of a, a really good job with referrals and then at the same time that person who referred me is going to be like no i want to give you ben because i know he's done a good job with me so it's just i think referral based comes much more naturally but uh, in the early stages like you said if you're an early realtor you won't have done any deals mm. so you don't have that like natural feed of referrals because there's nothing to prove yourself so that's when i said like make sure you put people in your mind that's really what you do in the early stages is just be like hey i just got my license like i know i'm new to this but if you get me in referrals or you give me any business because i am new to this like you're going to be my number one priority it's not like i have a huge client base i'm going to work super hard on whoever i'm given because i like i'm motivated to get to that next level so yeah the first two years is like entirely just like call people you know and just tell them like hey i'm a realtor i'm not going to be annoying i just if you like want to buy or you know someone who wants to buy like just tell them to give me a call i'm not suggesting that they use me but at least just give me a call and see if we vibe like vibe is everything mm -hmm. i find in real estate it's like vibing with that person is key whether they vibe with me and i vibe with them it has to go both ways but like it's a huge purchase like it's pretty much sets up the rest of your life so like you have to get along on a personal level as well and trust each other and that's not just them trusting me but like me trusting them as well so the vibe between me and my clients is like crucial and if i don't vibe or if they feel they don't vibe with me then it's not going to work and i would prefer just be like that's fine we just don't get along and we should we should move on and that's essentially it so yeah i think early stages you just got to connect with as many people as you can and build good relationships and then later on it, ju it just comes naturally just because you have been doing more business and people want to refer without without me even asking true yeah nice that's cool yeah. um a couple more questions before i let you go <coughs> sure um, first one do you have any horror stories of just fucking annoying ass people who you just said you know what fuck it like the sale of this mm -hmm. five million dollar house isn't isn't even going to be worth it to deal with this this prick or this asshole um let me think there's definitely like horror story properties i'm trying to think of of clients uh while I think of that, I'll just give you an example of a property. Like I had a client who wanted to fix up property. So a lot of my clients are like builders and stuff because my background was doing that myself. So a lot of my clients are investors or want to flip properties or build new properties. And uh, I work with Ty with that too because obviously he's an architect. So we, we, we refer sure. each other business as well. Um, but there was a house and it was in Leslieville and this was like before Leslieville became insane. Like Leslieville is super expensive now. This was before then. So like it was, this, I don't know, $600,000 house. Probably today it'd be like 2 million. But um, we go in and oh my God, it was so fucked. <laughs> <laughs> there was no lie. There was like, it, so it was, it was owned by like a slumlord and like Toronto Community Housing does have these people that apply to be like, I own this property or I want to buy this property and I want to be within tomorrow community housing and I'll manage it. And so the people that are within it are essentially applicants of Toronto community mm -hmm. housing. And that's what one of these houses was. But the bad part about it is a lot of these guys are just like some lords and they don't care about the property. They're they, like, if Toronto community housing actually followed up and saw these properties, there's no way they would allow them to continue to be part of their program. Jeez. 
So this was, I'm pretty sure this was one of those ones. And um, yeah, you go in and there was like, it's basically a rooming house. So there was like different people in every room living there. And there was literally like dead rats on the floor. Like as soon as you walk, dead rats. Holy shit. There was like rooms with like blood on the walls. <laughs> there was like needles everywhere. It was insane. Jeez. It was fucked. You go in the basement and there's guys just like passed out. Just like it was insanity that's <laughs> like there's been a few of those because like for people who are looking for like really shitty properties then you're gonna go into some really shitty properties that was one of them there's the hoarder houses where like you walk in and it's like as, as wide as your uh, island here it's like basically the only space you have and it's just like stacked like stacked 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 all the way around so there's definitely been some crazy properties clients though i don't have any shitty clients yeah exactly i don't have any shitty clients i'm trying to think uh what would be i'm gonna have to think about that one honestly i'm not being like trying to sound like i don't have any i actually can't think of anything that comes to top of mind right now that would be like a good conversation to be honest yeah all right, all right. Well, that's, I'll let, I'll let that <laughs> I'm one being go. honest. I honestly can't think. Of, maybe one will come. I just can't think right now. All right, that's for the follow-up. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. That's when I have you back on again. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so the last one. Uh, do you ever see this job becoming, like, strictly computerized? Like, do you ever see that this is, like, the kind of profession mm -hmm. where you can have this role yeah. become something that, like, can be taken over by AI? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I, I can't see it. Like, I... Yeah. You know, when I'm going into a house with somebody, like, I want that person to have that expertise. Like, I'm hiring that person to have that expertise. And I do want that person to, yeah, you, you don't know, want to just sit like, with me. Yeah, see it on a computer yeah. and, like, read what the property is about without having any, like, true knowledge from someone who's experienced. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I don't know. Like, it's, it's definitely an industry that needs to be disrupted because it's, like, fairly old school. Like, it's been this way forever. And, like, most other industries have been disrupted by technology. And that hasn't been the case as much with real estate. There's companies that are trying to in the States, like, uh, I think Redfin. There's a few that are trying to make it more digital. I do think, yes, I do think it will become more digital because there are people who are, like, going back to our earlier conversation if you're like a third or fourth time buyer or fifth time buyer you probably know like enough and been through the process enough that you probably can just go online you know your neighborhoods and like you know your houses you probably could go online and be able to just decide upon seeing something online that you want versus a first time buyer or a second time buyer that still needs a realtor that like help them guide through the process and like warn them of issues with properties and all that kind of stuff. So I could see it getting disrupted because there will be people that are more comfortable and okay and educated enough now that they could just be like, I don't need a realtor. I can, I can buy this. I've done this like for the last 15 years. So I, I know enough. So I think it will be, but there always will be realtors because there's going to be the first and second time home buyers where I would like always suggest you use a realtor just because you don't, again, it's an investment and that's what's going to start everything up. So you really want to make sure you buy this the right place. And then still there'll be people that are like multi-time buyers that again, still just want that like personal connection and, 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 uh, trust in someone to help them make the right decision. It's, it's a weird world, man. Like everything's going digital with like the metaverse and stuff. It's like, for my kids, I'm like, 
everyone's losing like personal touch. Yeah, it, for it's sure. It's just so weird. Like, you, like it's just like. I don't know. We'll see what it's like in like 20 years, but I just feel like people are going to be able to literally just stay in their basement and do everything, you know, yeah, like I go mean, in the metaverse and like pretend to be you in the metaverse and like have your conversations within the metaverse. But like you never really need to leave your house. It's crazy, man. It's it's super strange. Like even from, you know, like when the whole music stuff went down, like I've, I've dabbled into becoming like a developer. Mm -hmm. So I'm working with this tech company. And uh, if only they knew that I spent like maybe a year, like basically in my boxers, mm -hmm. like getting a whole bunch of like developer, yeah. like online specialties yeah. that, you know, I, I can get now yeah. um, and, and that I've applied for for this role. Yeah. Um, so it is interesting, like even like not seeing anybody and not like bouncing ideas off people. It's kind of mm -hmm. weird to me. Like, it is weird. You know, just yeah. like learning this one programming language and then you basically just like I've used it to kind of isolate myself almost like I rarely go into the office. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm home all the time. Like, yeah. Butting heads with my girlfriend about just weird shit. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, man, thank you for your time. I think this was this was dope. This was yeah, great. Was sick. Yeah, um, sure. I really enjoyed you coming by. I need, I need to co-host with you one day. Yo, I am super <laughs> down. <laughs> I want to co-host. Super I've down. I've always been like, yo, podcasts are dope, but I want to co-host because I'm not like I said, I don't like to like talk that much i don't like talking about myself really so it's awkward for me to be like the guest but i'm good with like being on your side and just like listening and answering questions so i gotta co-host with you one time yo we have to make that happen <laughs> yeah, uh, maybe we'll co-host and like interview ty yo 100 <laughs> that would be a great idea we, or uh, someone we know or joe or something off the off the pitch when we would finish our games ty would yo, tell man, me that's the, the name greatest of the stories off the pitch off the pitch i like that that's I like that. it I have to get that done before <laughs> I because uh, right now it's, I release it's this the one, uh, gets it's it. it's what the rum the rum corner uh, the rum shop rum shop yeah, yeah 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 so off the pitch could be like a, I don't know just a wing of this like s that's to do with this particular maybe sports topics or something but that's a good name I too. am super down yeah it's a good name um, so keep listening to the rum shop uh, I'll do what what Joe Rogan does where can people find you. Uh, they could find me at McKinley Real Estate. So the McKinley Real Estate Group is kind of the, the brand I built. So that's my Instagram and website um, or Benjamin at royalapage.ca. But like, yeah, I don't know. If you need me, you can ask. So I'll refer you. Yeah, yeah. You, you guys can chat and you can refer me. Exactly. There we go. <laughs> well, this is the episode. Thanks for listening, guys. And uh, be sure to tune in for the next episode. It's going to be a gem. And that's it. We're signing out. Take care, everybody. Cheers. <laughs>